the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. Good morning. Seven minutes after the hour of 9 o'clock, and we are rolling on this Tuesday, the 18th morning of the fifth month of the year of our Lord, 2021. Thank you so much for being with us. We're loaded up today. Coming up in about uh, 13 minutes, we're going to talk to Gino Riley. You don't know him. You shouldn't know him for now. Uh, you may want to know him soon. He's an attorney in Cumberland, Ohio. Why am I going to talk to him? Because he is preparing to file a lawsuit um, in the state against Governor Mike DeWine and his discriminatory Vaximillions lottery that is going to take COVID dollars and give them to just five people, a million dollars a person for five weeks, uh, rather than use those COVID dollars to help rebuild businesses that were destroyed by, drumroll please, Mike DeWine. Uh, so that is coming up at 9.20. We're going to get him in early because at 9.35, we're going to talk to, um, actually correct that. I forgot we had a change in schedule again. Jim Jordan couldn't join us yesterday. He was supposed to join us this morning at 9.35, but again, he is on the road. So we are going to talk to uh, Peter Kersenow, rather, at 10.10. So we got Gino Riley at 9.20, then Peter Kersenow at 10.10 this morning, as it is a Tuesday. But I'm going to start with something really important after... We pause for our Pledge of Allegiance. Patriots, please stand and face a flag if you have one. Hand over your heart. And yes, indeed, leftists, go ahead and take your traditional knee. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. Um, liberty and justice for all. 
Um, it is, of course, the hallmark of this great nation, and it is something that is not practiced all the time in this great nation, even in its military. This story hit yesterday. I didn't talk about it yesterday because I really wanted to focus on what's happening to Israel and what's happening with Israel for the better part of the first hour of the program yesterday. And we will indeed update you on uh, the latest on uh, the conflict there, the attack by the Palestinians and the terrorists and the defense. I don't want this to ever be portrayed as an uh, equal combatant type of situation. There are attackers and there are defenders going on in the Middle East right now. So I do want to get this today to start. This uh, this story is just unbelievable. Critical race theory, you know about it by now. We talk about it on a very regular basis because it's being forced down your throats in your kids' schools. It's being forced down your throats in your kids' colleges and universities. It's being forced down your throats oftentimes in corporate boardrooms, in corporate training sessions. And yes... In the United States military. Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Lohmeyer was the commander of the 11th Space Warning Squadron, but was ousted from that position on Friday. That's because he appeared on a podcast where he spoke out against critical race theory being taught in the military. He says the military's diversity training will only divide service members. The Space Force releasing a statement on his removal saying this decision was based on public comments made by Lieutenant Colonel Lohmeyer in a recent podcast. Lieutenant General Whiting has initiated a command-directed investigation on whether these comments constituted prohibited partisan political activity. So what the commander talked about in, in this podcast was the obvious, that critical race theory is extraordinarily divisive and destructive in the United States as a whole, and certainly within the context of the military, where everyone is supposed to be what? Not white, not black, not brown, not anything but red, white, and blue. Your military members, everyone is supposed to be treated equally. Everyone is supposed to have one another's backs. It is about your blood, not about the color of your skin in the United States military. But that's not what is happening under Joe Biden's military. That's not what is happening under Lloyd Austin's military, the new uh, defense secretary. In this military, it is all about making sure people feel included. Inclusion and equity and diversity and, yes, making white people the devil. To that end, I've made that very clear to my own people that in the light of a hyper-politicized environment that I've seen since taking command and I'm no longer in command, uh, I will not tolerate any discrimination of any kind based on politics, for example. And so let me give you one example of what I saw uh, in the past 10 months when I was in command of a unit. Uh, There were videos being sent out to every base uh, service member that we were asked to watch in preparation for our extremism down days and uh, discussions on race, in which we were taught that the country was evil, that it was founded in 1619 and not 1776 and that whites are inherently evil and so i speak up against those things in my book that is again a space force commander former space force commander matthew lohmeyer and you heard what he said what is being taught to the u.s military now is that the united states is not the greatest force for good in the history of mankind, founded in 1776 after we cast off the British crown in deference to freedom and liberty that were denied us under the crown. That this this isn't a nation 
that was built to give people the opportunity to advance and to worship as they see fit, which was a huge part of it, to speak freely as they see fit. No. The military under Joe Biden, the military under his, dare I say, racist defense secretary, Lloyd Austin, who is completely and wholly incompetent and unqualified for the job for which he has been given or that he has been given. Um, this country is evil. You heard Lohmeyer say it. This country is is founded on evil, and it was founded in 1619 on the evil of slavery. And white people are to blame for it all. White people are inherently evil. Look, this is what critical race theory teaches. And what this commander was talking about on the podcast is critical race theory founded and rooted in Marxism. So in essence, what we have here, my friends, is a military commander, Space Force branch, created under President Trump, by the way, and I don't care if it's Space Force or Army or Navy or Marines or Air Force or whatever. It's Space Force commander has been fired from his job because he spoke out against Marxism. Marxism, which is responsible for the deaths of hundreds of millions of people. Let's say that again. Hundreds of millions of people in modern history. Marxism. The lieutenant colonel has been removed from his post. He is still in the service. He's not been dishonorably discharged or drummed out of the service, and he still holds his rank. But he says he has been reassigned after going on the podcast and touting his book, which is called Irresistible Revolution, Marxism goal, Marxism's Goal of Conquest and the Unmaking of the American Military. The decision was based solely on his viewpoint about Marxism, which should be codified in the American military that, yeah, we kind of oppose Marxism and communism and socialism and fascism. And oh, by the way, American soldiers and Marines and airmen and sailors and space commanders are red, white, and blue, not white, black, and brown. I'm going to talk a lot more about this in depth as we go this morning, and I'm going to talk to Peter Kirsten now about it. We'll take a time out now, though, because, again, coming up, uh, we've got an attorney who's ready to fight in the state of Ohio on behalf of all of us to not be discriminated against by Governor Mike DeWine, particularly when it comes to things like vaximillions. Yeah, that. We'll talk to an attorney coming up next on AM 1420 The Answer. of Democrats, please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The Answer. Okay, 936. Let's continue on AM 1420. The Answer. Kirsten Al coming your way at 1010 this morning, as he always does. We'll talk to him about the legality of the Ohio plan, the uh, DeWine plan for these ridiculous giveaways. Uh, so that's coming up. Uh, you know, the million-dollar giveaway and the scholarship giveaway. But I want to go back to what I led with this morning because this is just too important. Our our military has just gone woke. 
I mean, bottom line here is our military has gone woke. Rather than worrying about securing the American people and the American homeland, rather than worrying about being strong and prepared to fight on behalf of the United States and our allies, the U.S. military is now focused on inclusion and equity and, again, other woke policies and woke words. That's the reality of the situation. And because of it, we are in serious danger. I said it before, and I'll say it again. If we go to war today, we'll lose, depending on the opponent. We will lose. Our defense secretary, Lloyd Austin, is completely in over his head. He wasn't picked because of his fitness to lead the entirety of the U.S. military as the defense secretary. He was picked because he would be woke, and he would do exactly what he's doing. He called climate change an existential threat that the U.S. military needs to be ready to battle. Called it a threat. The defense secretary. I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to point our tanks at the clouds, at the sun, at the ozone layer, at carbon. I don't know exactly what that means. He also said the most important thing for the American military, paraphrasing here now, is a a diverse military. And you know what you can go ahead and do? You can take the word diverse and you can put it synonymously next to the word divided because that's what it is. Not that you can't bring people of different backgrounds, sexes, both of them, by the way. Yes, there are two and only two. Colors, creeds, etc., etc. That kind of diversity is okay because, and this is the key, this is what matters. Their differences and their diversity is left at the door. Not celebrated, not accommodated, left at the door. If you're black, leave it at the door. If you're white, leave it at the door. If you're Christian or Jewish or something else, leave it at the door. Because once you enter the unit, once you enter the barracks, and sure as hell, once you enter the foxhole, you're all about green. The green of your uniform, or the tans if you are in the sand, but the green, the tan, and obviously the red, white, and blue. That's all that matters. But instead, this, this military now is going woke. The acting secretary of the Navy, Thomas Harker, yesterday, uh, or excuse me, on Monday, or that is yesterday, beg pardon, released a memo outlining his efforts to promote in the U.S. Navy, are you ready, diversity, equity, and inclusion. The memo serves as a framework for ongoing DEI efforts in the Navy. It directs the chief diversity officer of the Navy. Yes, that's a thing now. The chief diversity officer. Not uh, officer. Not strategic officer. Not readiness officer. The diversity officer. Kathy Kessmeyer to lead a strategic planning team and develop an action plan to promote DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Equal opportunity is the bedrock of our democracy, said Harker, and diversity is one of our greatest strengths. Both are critical to the readiness of our Navy and Marine Corps team and ultimately to our mission successes. Aligned with these guiding principles, it is the policy of the Department of the Navy to continue making transformative and meaningful steps that promote diversity, equity, and inclusion in our policies.
programs and opportunity, or excuse me, and operations across the enterprise. This review will examine both Navy and Marine Corps policies and build on existing efforts within both services. So essentially, they are going to take our military and deconstruct it, the greatest military in the history of man, and deconstruct it and turn it into some sort of a social experiment to see how well we can have transgender soldiers uh, in the same, you know, we're going to mix, we're going to mix black and white while demonizing one race, by the way, over another, gay and straight while demonizing one side over the other. We, I, I don't know what other co- parts of this, this strange, you know, um, uh, petri dish of an experiment that they're trying to do. How many different things there are going to be in it with their DEI program, this diversity, equity, equity, and inclusion. But I can tell you this, it's not going to help this military be any more ready, especially if somebody who is straight and white and male, again, the three strikes against diversity, equity, and inclusion, straight, white, and male, especially if those people can be fired or reprimanded or suspended for speaking out. If they speak out against something, such as the demonization of one race or one sex or one uh, uh, sexual uh, um, identity, if you will, over another. Because that's what happens. Going back to the start of the show. Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Lohmeyer was the commander of the 11th Space Warning Squadron, but was ousted from that position on Friday. That's because he appeared on a podcast where he spoke out against critical race theory being taught in the military. He says the military's diversity training will only divide service members. The Space Force releasing a statement on his removal saying this decision was based on public comments made by Lieutenant Colonel Lohmeyer in a recent podcast. Lieutenant General Whiting has initiated a command-directed investigation on whether these comments constituted prohibited partisan political activity. The um, Space Force Commander Lohmeyer, Matthew Lohmeyer, said, the diversity, inclusion, and equity industry that I just told you about that they're going to expand in the Navy um, is rooted in critical race theory, which is rooted in Marxism. He said this on a podcast. He said his new book, which is called Irre- uh, Irresistible Revolution, Marxism's Goal of Conquest and the Unmaking of the American Military, laid it out. He said it's not about politics. It's about the increased politicization of the armed forces, which he said he has seen firsthand and is divisive and is going to lead to, you know, again, military defeats. People are going to die because of the lack of military preparedness and readiness when you promote equity, you by ve- the very definition of the word, you do not promote meritocracy. When you promote equity, you are telling people that based on your look or your choice of sleeping partners or your ethnicity, you're going to be promoted to a certain level over somebody who may be more qualified than you who doesn't have the right look or sleeping partner. Or, or ethnicity. They're going to promote people based on equity and even numbers of people in various uh, positions. Now, I don't know about you, but again, if I'm going to battle in a foreign country, I want the very best that we have to offer next to me. Not somebody who is less than, 
but we promoted to this position because of equity. I don't want my commanding officer to know less than I do about how to win a battle and how to save lives. To be in my, be in a commanding officer position over me because of the color of their skin or what they're sexually attracted to. And that's what they're doing. Lohmeyer, the space commander, took a parent issue with Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby, who he only referred to as a Pentagon spokesperson, and claimed that Kirby said there are too many white pilots in the Air Force and the Space Force. If you want to provide that kind of messaging to your already struggling pilot force, you can already expect to see further retention problems. Now, Kirby denied making that statement. Lohmeyer said, however, he has gotten thank yous from active duty service members who support him and back him. Lohmeyer told Military.com he consulted with superiors as well as legal and public affairs officials about the book and was told he was, uh, that he was not requ- uh, required to submit it for security and pre-publication review. My intent has never been to engage in partisan politics, he said. I have written a book about a particular political ideology, that's Marxism, by the way. In the hope that our Defense Department might return to being politically nonpartisan in the future, as has been as it has honorably throughout history, but he's very concerned that this military is now indeed um, operating with a Marxist ideology, rather than a free, liberty-driven uh, capitalist ideology. And that's just the reality of it. He was on. I played a short clip of him. Uh, uh, in the first segment, he was on with Sean Hannity. <clears throat> excuse me, he was on with Sean Hannity last night. Give this a quick listen. Words, not mine. And also, you mm-hmm. said it teaches intensive teaching that I heard at the base at a time the Constitution ratified the U.S., codified white supremacy as the law of the land. Uh, are, are they not aware that uh, we fought a civil war, that the 64-65 Civil Rights Act, Voting Rights Act, that Joe Biden's friend, by the way, filibustered? Uh, side note, uh, while not perfect, we have made incredible strides, have incredible more to go uh, towards a more perfect union is that not recognized at all i think it is recognized and i think you know one of the things the defense department does very well is make it very clear that we've got zero tolerance for discrimination of any kind based on race uh, sex politics religion that's standard and so that's the standard right and so to that end i've made that very clear to my own people that in the light of a hyper-politicized environment that I've seen since taking command and I'm no longer in command, uh, I will not tolerate any discrimination of any kind based on politics, for example. And so let me give you one example of what I saw uh, in the past 10 months when I was in command of a unit. Uh, There were videos being sent out to every base uh, service member that we were asked to watch in preparation for our extremism down days and uh, discussions on race, in which we were taught that the country was evil, that it was founded in 1619, not 1776 and that whites are inherently evil and so i speak up against those things in my book um that's almost impossible to hear the u.s military which is tasked with defending the united states and her flag and the people that make her up the u.s military is being shown videos by the U.S. military, in other words, military rank and file, are being shown videos by military leadership 
that portray the United States as not having been founded in 1776, but having been founded upon slavery in 1619. In other words, part of the fictional and much uh, uh, dis- uh, uh, refuted 1619 project. They admitted that it's not historical accuracy, those who wrote it. But they're still teaching it in the U.S. military, that the 1619 Project is real American history, and that whites are inherently evil. How does this help military readiness? How does this help the United States stay safe and secure? Teaching those tasked with defending her that what you're defending isn't very good. You're defending a nation that is 70% white, and whites are inherently evil, And whites founded this country in 1619 with the intention of keeping slavery and bringing it to North America. Um, How can we expect the the rank-and-file members of the military to fight their hardest to defend something that they're being told is despicable? For our extremism down days and uh, discussions on race, in which we were taught that the country was evil, that it was founded in 1619 and not 1776, and that whites are inherently evil. And so I speak up against those things in my book. I seriously would like to know that. How they expect this will help us prepare to fight wars on behalf of our own interests and those of our allies if we are being if we are telling our military telling our young men and women tasked with defending this country that the country they're defending is white racist and evil um i I, i'm at a loss i'm at a loss other than to say what i said before again we better have a damn good State Department. We better solve all of our problems diplomatically from this point forward. Because if it happens to be a military conflict, if we go to war again with an international power, we will lose. Do you understand that? We are no longer the dream team. Remember the dream team, 1992, we sent our NBA players to the rest of the world because the rest of the world was beating up our college kids for the first time. They got better. So we sent, we sent the best of the best, the dream team. Well, that's the U.S. military. It's always been the dream team. And now, not anymore. You send this team to war against the Chinese. You send this, this team to war against the Russians. And all of their allies in Iran and Syria, we're done. Because you know what they're doing? They're training fighters. They're training fighters, not inclusionists and equity-minded people. They believe in merit like we used to. We're in trouble. We're in trouble under this leadership. Your call's next. Okay, 9.56, let's get a couple of calls in here before the top of the hour in cursing out time. We'll go to Gary, who's in uh, Olmstead Township. Gary, go right ahead. Hey, Bob. If uh, you could ask Peter uh, if he could address the double standard law here in the state of Ohio, because there appears to be a plethora of cases. So that's all I wanted to call you and ask you, because that's, that's, in my estimation, what applies here. 
Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I, believe me, I, pl- I plan to call, I plan to ask him about all, all of the legality of that stuff, Gary. Uh, thanks very much. Again, it's, he's not, that's not his specialty, but he pretty much knows everything. Anytime I've asked him something in his specialty or not, he knows it. So thank you. We'll do that. Uh, let's go to, um, Bob in Strongsville. Hey, Bob, go ahead. Bob. Yes, sir. Great, great show this morning about the military. I just wanted to reaffirm that if everybody, re- I mean, hearing you talk about it, I fully understand, but if people really want to see something, Go to YouTube and look up military recruitment ads, Russia, I mean, China versus Russia versus the USA, and it lays out exactly what you're saying. You won't believe what those ads do. You know, I uh, I, I saw one on TV, uh, it might have been on Tucker or something, they were doing a comparison of, uh, you know, the recruitment ads, I think it was in China, the Chinese military, and then comparing it to what's going on here in the United States. And that's one of the things that kind of, you know, I remembered when I saw this story about the Space Force commander being uh, uh, being uh, fired or, or removed from his position uh, because of his criticism of Marxism, and then their promotion of diversity, equity, and inclusion. That's one of the reasons why I said we're going to get our blanks handed to us if we ever end up having to go toe-to-toe uh you know or rifle to rifle um with with some of these foreign armies we we are simply not going to be ready no and if, and if they see that youtube uh, recruitment ad of all the three countries and then all, all they got to think about is george Patton, what we really were like before Right, you're exactly right. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll look for that uh, video. Like I said, it's probably one similar that I, to what I saw on TV. But I do right. appreciate the heads okay. up on it. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, let me get to uh, Joe, who's in Parma. Hi, Joe. Go ahead. Hey, Bob. Uh, speaking of the Dream Team back in 1992, um, what do you think was the? If we're such a racist nation, what, what do you think the racial makeup of the guys who were sent to represent us uh, was back then in '92? Um, I think there were maybe four white guys on the team of 12 or 13 on that team. Why? One, two, three. Yeah, probably four. Yeah, because so, hey. Larry Bird, John Stockton, Christian Leitner, and uh, Chris Mullen, I think, were, were all on that team. Yeah, those were the best guys sent to represent us as a nation to yep. everybody else. And no one was ashamed of anything. Oh, I see your point. Okay, right. You're right. In other words, the best players, regardless of their race, were sent to the to the to the to the international competition as the dream. Okay, great point. That's exactly yeah. what I'm saying has to happen here. Doesn't thank you for the call. Doesn't matter your race, doesn't matter your sexual orientation or anything else. We've got to send the best of the best of the best uh off to battle for us. And they are more worried now with diversity, equity, and conclu- uh, inclusion. You're exactly right. Thank you. Great point, Joe. TJ next. TJ, go ahead. I've got a minute. You know, Bob, this is not a social experiment. This is a premeditated plan, you know, with these Marxists and communists. They have infiltrated and taken control of almost every institution in the country. The only thing standing in their way now is a military that's filled with patriots. They must change that. Because as our uh, a military exists now, I don't think they would tolerate the teardown of our Constitution in a communist or Marxist takeover. So they must. They must take over this last piece of their puzzle, and that's why these people are doing it. I think that's well said, uh, TJ. Thanks for the call, my friend. I appreciate it. It's 10 o'clock. I've got to get out and make room for Kirsten. I was going to talk about this and more coming up on